dwellers, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. I don't have an intro. Over there's TC. I'm Jeff. Welcome Hi. back to the show, everybody. <laughs> Hi, TC. Good to be back, Jeff. I'm good to be back. The listeners, thank you for coming back. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Our second... Is this our second movie of the year 2000? Uh, this is the first, first one of, the- of three for the year 2000. Uh, the year 2000! Remember when 2000 seemed like so far away and it was such a magical time? I th- and I, I was thinking about it as I put the post up for, for people who go to the Facebook page. Facebook, Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. The earliest plug we've ever had for oh, the Oh man, Facebook wow. We are, we're a minute that, and a half in, guys. <laughs> I was thinking about the year 2000 was when like everything came out and either had 2000 at the end of it yep. or they put an X in it unnecessarily. Uh, so it was like Dracula 2000. The X Games. Because that just meant that it was like hip and cool and modern in the future because yeah. it was all 2000. 2000. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, okay, so I'm going to ask that question right off the bat. By the way, we watched Fantasia 2000, for those of you wondering. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for those of you wondering, we, we and, and somehow clicked on this without reading what the title is, we have watched the, the Disney Fantasia 2000, the 37th? Is that right? 38. 38th. Movie in the Disney Animation Studios Library. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for those of you wondering, uh, um, this is this, this is this is our second kind of sequel. Like, like we've yeah. we've had a sequel, which was Rescuers Down Under from the Rescuers. That was our first official, and I think only sequel on this list. Right. I, I, if you want to consider Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros True. as 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 a, a se- one as a sequel to another, although there's no narrative structure behind those two movies, so then it's not exactly a narrative sequel. It's more of a thematic or stylistic sequel. So, and that's what that's what we have here with right. Exactly. This is this is very much so uh, like a thematic sequel. Now I do know, and, and I was I was trying to think of how much stuff we went over because we watched Fantasia. Fantasia was, I believe, our third movie we watched on the list. Because wasn't it yep, uh, Snow White and Bambi and or sorry, Snow White and Pinocchio then Fantasia? Yep. That's right. Uh, yep. So that was way back in episode three, uh, released 1940. So there was a 60-year gap between the original Fantasia <laughs> and Fantasia 2000. Uh, and Which uh, would, not not the intention of of Walt and the and the gang when they came up with the idea of Fantasia. Exactly. It's, it, it, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I think it's pretty common knowledge, but those who may not know, the original intention of Fantasia was that it would be a touring. Uh, uh, property that they would continually add things to and remove things from so that it would it would just be this experience that would be that would come around ever so often with new additional pieces to it and it was this it was supposed to be this evolving idea of of music brought to life through visuals uh, Bette Midler's section she actually mentions that very fact right. that in this movie in Fantasia 2000 um, that that was the original intention of it um, now, why do you think it took them so long to get back around to it? I mean, that was kind of the, the that was my one of my main main questions uh, regarding mm-hmm. this film, and I wanted to know your opinion on it because it was sixty years, and I mean, obviously, that was the last one of these that they've done. It's now at the time of this recording, it's been almost eighteen years because they released Fantasia mm-hmm. on January first, two thousand. That was the IMAX release, oh, so uh, yeah, it's I, been I, almost eighteen years. Because uh, we're recording this on the 18th of December, little insight for those of you who are uh, wondering the, uh, the a little a little peek behind the curtains, if you will. You've uh, dated it. I've dated I've, I've dated it in so you much. You didn't say what year. Aha, uh-huh. no, 2006. Wait, you did it so. <laughs> 
This is from Why did it take them so long to get to another one of these? I don't think that uh, Fantasia itself, it wasn't a, a success when it initially had come out, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a surprise that they canceled what would be the rotating Fantasia film series that they were going to release. And I, there, I don't feel like there was a... A demand for this style of filmmaking for the and, and so much so that this Fantasia 2000 is quite a bit different from the original Fantasia. Right. They though they are the similar similar in that they're packaged together. Uh, oh no! I said. Oh I said package. no! TC uh, TC is this one of our first package <laughs> films in a long time? In a sense, yes, it is. I suppose, but it's <gasps> it's not like it's not like the original Fantasia. It, it, it's it's got more bits to it. Mm-hmm. You have the celebrities uh, cracking cracking jokes to be more entertaining to the masses and less abstract and less um, experimental, mm-hmm. which is what the original Fantasia was. This one's much safer. This one, uh, it's more accessible by a <laughs> right. long shot. I mean, there's there's. There's half as many um, entries right. into this. I was well. going to just say that. I mean, the first movie was, I looked it up, and the first one was almost, I think, close to two and a half hours, maybe just two hours long. This one was an hour yeah, 14. Is... It was done. It was in mm-hmm. and out and moving on. And even with the, uh, what did I count? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven celebrity cameos in this film, mm-hmm. which lasted for probably about three or four minutes a piece like that was almost half the like that was almost a, uh, almost almost half the <laughs> length of the film was just these segues yeah. in between each of these pieces uh it was it was still it, it was it was very short very fast very to the point it felt a little more like oh this is what people know disney is so we need to have this like having the inclusion of donald duck in one of the pieces having kind of that comedic mm-hmm. bit which by the way the comedic bit when when mickey's looking for donald uh, yeah. When the conductor's talking, so I have my surround sound set up, and in surround sound, that piece is brilliant oh. because Mickey <laughs> runs behind you in the surround sound. Oh wow, yeah. that's great! And, and, and when he opens the door, and I think uh, what was it? Uh, he, he he like the I think it's Daisy that screams, or it's Minnie that screams. You hear like ah! yeah, yeah you hear a scream. <laughs> yep, that's coming from the back right speaker. <laughs> like oh, it's wow. fantastic in surround sound. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I usually ask you this, and I didn't. Had you seen this before? I don't think you had. I I think I rented it on VHS tape, oh, mm-hmm. like it, like I don't know, two thousand three, two thousand four. I don't okay. remember a thing. I honestly, everything that was in this, I've seen mm-hmm. these these pieces. Now, now I know that this is where it's from. I've seen them. Like I've seen Rhapsody in Blue on YouTube. I've watched that okay. in, almost that entire piece on YouTube. But I, I could, I you know, watching that, I would have been like, I didn't know that was a Disney thing, or that it was a mm-hmm. short, you know, or, or I just assumed maybe it was a short they did before something, you know, uh, or, or or along those lines. You know, I don't remember ever having seen this. Yeah, I I do remember seeing this. I I didn't get to see it in the IMAX, but I do remember seeing this in theaters. It was the year I started working at a movie theater. Uh, actually, I started in at the end of '99, um, and it, and I I can remember having Fantasia 2000, enjoying it at the time, but not really carrying it with me, which uh, we'll discuss as we as we break it apart mm-hmm. and, and our reactions to it uh, a little bit further. Um, but uh, I, it, uh, to go back to what I was saying before, this feels very different from the original Fantasia. The original Fantasia has this, it's that experimental, 
maturity to it. It's it's trying to be accessible to to the general masses, but there's something more it's something more special about that original Fantasia in comparison to this. I know I, you know we shouldn't spend this whole time comparing one versus the other. Mm-hmm. We save that for all ten films <laughs> and then we rank them. Right. But but I, I do think I do think it's important to compare it because I mean it is it it, it is much like we discussed the 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 two rescuers films. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to 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 look at the film that kind of was the predecessor to the one that we're watching right now because I it, it's it's important to see a how it's changed how it's maybe how they've grown as as filmmakers or or what they did differently or how the technology changed and what they maybe did wrong or what didn't yeah. work this time around and and that's that's kind of that's key and I'm not gonna lie I took a lot of that into account for when I was ranking this one uh, on our list mm-hmm. and and just kind of little things like that just 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 like no let's what what wh- why like why did they do this and was this <laughs> successful and and should they do it again or shouldn't they do it again or you know just well it yeah it it's it felt more like the the package films like melody time and make my music and fun and fancy free it felt more like those because those movies were like fantasia light because they they were more of the short animation departments and less of the feature animation department uh, for those three hashtag package fil- package films. Yay! <laughs> uh, um, it not not exactly like those, but more like those than the first, the original Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saying, you know, should they do it again? They they planned on it. They had Fantasia two thousand and six on the schedule. That, that ended up getting canned and all the shorts they were creating for that they've intermittently released over the years since. Um, but interestingly enough, that we actually have a Katzenberg moment <laughs> for this film. <laughs> Yay! Are you, are, you, are you aware of this one? I, I don't know believe, if you're aware of this one. I think I read something online. I, I okay. could be wrong, but go ahead and tell us. I'm so uh, you know, maybe, maybe this says uh, a lot about how it was received. It goes back to the kind of the, kind of the smart, the, the brilliance of Jeffrey Katzenberg's cutthroat Hollywood filmmaking decision making, um, he did not want to make this movie. Like he was absolutely against another Fantasia, not on his watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that they this movie was in development for nine years until up to its. So while he was still there, they started developing this behind his back. <laughs> They see the there were people in the animation department, particularly one old guard. There was one old guard who, who actually worked on the original Fantasia, who was involved in the initial conception, uh, inception of this of this idea. That they a group of animators who who loved the history of Disney secretly started developing this while Katzenberg was still in charge. So. Um, that's always good that's a, when, that's a, when you can go when you go fun. behind the back of the head of the company and be like, "We're making a movie. No one knows. Shh, shh. don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell Jeff Katz. Don't tell Jeff Katz." Um, but that then that leaves the question of, I guess, there's a question that we can ask later in the podcast as well. But was Katzenberg right to say not to make this, or were the animators right in trying to recapture this this out of the era? 
style of animated Disney movie, right? You're right. And see, this I, I, certainly does not fit in the Renaissance, and it certainly doesn't fit in the the new Dark Ages that we're we're moving into. Right. And it's, and it's anomaly. And that's and that's right where it sits because it's it's definitely not a movie. Like when you look at the movies surrounding it, even though we are entering, like you said, that dark era, uh, that second dec- dark era of the Simpson or of the Simpson. <laughs> no, guys. Well, uh. <laughs> I mean, as of recording, Disney does now own the Simpsons. That is true. So you're not wrong to have that slip. Oh, not at all. Oh, yeah, you know, slip of a tongue. Couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> slip of a fifty-two billion dollar deal. Uh, no, like uh, it's 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 not. Um, it, it's it doesn't feel like any of those other movies surrounding it, and I could see it being maybe something that Disney would have considered right at the start of its new era, like they, like our second renaissance, but all the success mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. new type of Disney movie, why would you ever go back to an old school way, like an old school film? So I guess I could, I can't believe I'm saying this, I guess I, I'm kind of siding with Katzenberg on this. <laughs> I cannot believe hey, that. You know- but I, I know, I, you know, I have an axe to grind against the guy as well. But we we have given him credit before for some of his. Did you just puke in your mouth? A little, I, bit? A little bit, a little bit. I'm I'm gonna. I just I need to. I hold. I just need to. Uh, it, it's oh, okay. interestingly enough. It out. Interestingly enough, that there there was a. Now we 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 to kind of harp on Katzenberg a little bit yeah. more. He was this very Hollywood executive. He made decisions that anyone who's listened to the cast, we've kind of given this brief history in Disney media uh, through the eyes of what Jeffrey Katzenberg did. Um, this was this Fantasia 2000 was the first feature length animated film to be presented in IMAX that had never been done before. And I don't know about you, Jeff, but I remember going on field trips to IMAX movies. Oh yeah. And when I was IMAX movies, when I was a kid were documentaries. Yep. They were not. Yep. They weren't fun, cool narrative movies. They were just boring school field trips to the the field museum in Milwaukee. I am TC. I am not going to (laughs) lie. Up until about two years ago, I still thought that's what they were. Like I had never seen (laughs) an actual movie on an IMAX screen until a few years back. And when I finally did that, I went, "Oh, yeah, these aren't just those stupid documentary (laughs) movies." Like flying over Canada, you can see uh, like mm. boring, just make you fall asleep yeah. things yeah 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 it, 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 what what i think is lost on people especially because you're bombarded with 3d options and then there's the imax option it's like i just want to see the movie okay um <laughs> imax for narrative films is relatively a brand new idea and think thinking of that fact that Dis, uh, fantasia 2000 was the first animated imax movie and now consider like uh some of the animated movies just animated movies that have come out in imax but then also consider Avatar and uh, uh, some of the bigger tentpole films that have come out mm-hmm. um, since. I mean, Disney releases IMAX films all the time. Yeah. Um, the Harry Potter movies, right? Um, the Dark Knight was filmed with IMAX cameras. But this, uh, Fantasia 2000, was the first animated film to be presented in IMAX. And even to, to let that happen, IMAX had to agree to Disney's conditions, right, to gain... <laughs> this to to gain this as a as a as a first and uh, some of those included a limited engagement of 4 months so the IMAX screen in all IMAX theaters for 4 months was Fantasia 2000 Jeez. now nowadays you're lucky if you get Two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you have a very limited window uh, for that movie to be in the theater and then it's just or right. on an IMAX and it's gone because then there's another IMAX movie coming down the pipe. Yep. So now here's here's this is this is that like cutthroat Hollywood there. 
50% of the box office went to Disney on IMAX. Now, I don't know if anyone's aware how the how the the movie system works, but for a little uh, insider baseball, if you will, oh, yeah. you ever wonder why popcorn and soda cost so much? <laughs> it's because movie theater chains get nothing from the tickets. And I don't mean nothing like they get 0%, but you're looking at like 5%. 15%. A movie theater and is the equivalent of working in a restaurant. Like I feel like the pay, <laughs> the pay that the pay that a waiter or a waitress will get working in most restaurants is the same as what a theater gets from showing a movie, <laughs> which is like yeah. nothing. It gets out it gets paid by the tips. So the fact that Disney got 50% of the box office returns, it, whether that was IMAX or just regular release, that's insane. Yeah. That is like a ma- that is massive. And, uh, and I actually to, to go off of that the reason we need that, that studios need us to love those tentpole films and come back and see them again and again and again, uh, the theaters need that to happen because the longer a movie stays in theaters, the higher percentage they get. So when a huge movie comes out and is gone in three weeks, that is a failure for the studio, but it's even a bigger failure for movie theater chains. And that's why... The prices on concessions keep going up. That's why they keep offering. Now you can get alcohol and dinner. Like they keep having to figure out ways to get people to come to the movie theaters <laughs> and buy the movie theater stuff. It's like, please, just please, please, please buy our things. Please, we want you to yeah. buy our things. So just, just that, that's um, that fifty percent box office return. I know, I know that's not really about the movie. It's more about filmmaking in general. But I just that's an ins- that is a really crazy fact, and that's that is the power of Disney in the year two thousand. Right? <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, and the to, to, the fact that they got that that Disney got fifty percent of the box office is still insane. This film cost close to ninety million to make, and it only brought in about ninety five worldwide. Yeah. So that's, that's it's a failure, that's, if you will, guys. Uh, it's you know, not as a the successful. Tra- they film. followed in the tradition of Fantasia by <laughs> being a box office dud. Yep, <laughs> being a thing that nobody actually wanted to see. Huh. Which I do. I do. I, I wonder. So, like you saying, like, oh, it was on. It was. It was planned to be another one in 2006. I kind of. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I kind of wonder with just. The failure of this film, and then probably the subsequent failures uh, that, well, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll say those are failures. I know we haven't really gotten to many of these next handful of Dark Age films that we've got coming up, but yeah. I'm sure the combination of the next handful of movies probably also didn't help Disney to go, no, we are not taking mm-hmm. a chance on another movie <laughs> that's literally just, 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 just music. We're not doing that. We need to yeah, keep making yeah. stories because people are we not to- gonna come and see it otherwise. We have to figure out a way to sell the toys, yes. people. And how do the kids buy a toy to a, a flying whale? <laughs> a flying CG whale, if you will. CG whale. Uh. Actually, let's 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 do that. Let's get into the actual segments of this. So there's only eight segments in this whole movie, yes. which is I I don't I should have done a count of what the original Fantasia is, and there's someone right now who's like it was twelve or whatever. I don't know. Um, in that voice too. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually. I, I, how did you watch this? Did you stream it or do you do do? I have the Blu-ray. I don't know if you uh, how you watched it. I uh, streamed it because it's currently streaming on Netflix right now. Okay, uh, two two things. Uh, I have the Blu-ray. The audio commentary track is Roy Disney and Mickey Mouse. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so if you for anyone out there who might have the DVD release or the Blu-ray uh, release that they that they. 
there's an audio commentary track with Mickey Mouse in it. So that's that. <laughs> that's awesome. By and the secondly, way, secondly, <laughs> this is you know this might date the date the date the cast episode as well because they might eventually do this. But Netflix, I need you to hear me. If you want to make some more money, right? Mm-hmm. You should offer an a, an audio track of commentaries. That would be awesome. Why don't they have that? They, they that's the one thing I miss from streaming or from disc to streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Streaming is the way to go. I'm not going to click. DVDs anymore, but I miss the special features. Yeah, the ability, in which which I do know, like Amazon Video does offer that, uh, not for Prime members, but you have to purchase it. Like if you buy a video through Amazon, some mm-hmm. movies do include like, hey, some special features or like a featurette or a couple trailers and stuff. But it's not the same. I want a commentary track. Just you, yeah, some of these yeah. movies have English and Spanish and French language tracks. Give me an audio commentary track too. Just right? that. That's all I want. Yeah. Just the commentary. That's all I want. I, I yeah. don't need any other crap uh real quick i did uh, i did just yeah. look it up and fantasia the original one fantasia the original one only had seven songs uh eight oh, eight if you oh, include geez. the intermission slash meet the soundtrack piece why did i remember it I, well it's longer i guess that's it it's, it's longer just... yeah because at most huh. most every song on that one is i believe at least uh like 10 or 11 minutes long where if you look okay. at uh this one symphony number no. five the opening bit two and a half minutes and then Boom. Carnival yeah. of the Animals is two minutes, max. Mm. Much that's much shorter. Yep. So yep. Uh, and maybe that's just it. This this one didn't. That's so strange. Well, anyhow, uh, it opens up with the the opening abstract, just like the original did. Although now we have Beethoven, right? Right. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I like that they called back to those flying triangles at the end. It was one of the last images you see is the butterflies are colored and designed very similar to those abstract flying triangles right. from the opening. Right. A nice little book, nice little touch. It was a nice little touch. And I definitely, I know my, my one note on it was that it did. It felt very, that opening piece felt very much so like classic Fantasia. It felt like maybe yeah, this was right. a deleted thing they never used in the original one. <laughs> like, like it was, it was mm-hmm. very much so reminiscent of that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we leave Symphony Number no. 5 and go into Pines of Rome. And just, uh, yeah, it's the whales, right. yep. and I'm mm-hmm. sorry the CG whales bothered me so much. <laughs> Very PlayStation 1, right? Uh, or not PlayStation 2. Okay. We'll go PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. 2. And I mean, obviously, if anybody, anybody who's listening to this podcast knows that I continue for a le- I continue to point out the CG in like the last handful mm-hmm. of movies. I cannot help it. I went to school to do that, so I see it. Yeah. And... Yeah, and I understand yeah, yeah. it was the era. I trust me. I know. I watched Toy Story when it was in theaters. I watch it on a semi-regular basis even today. And I can you can see that just wow, we've come a long way in visual in in, in computer animated um, or computer animation. But yeah. the whales yeah. in this just though it took me out of it because I'm yeah. I just it was weird. I don't I don't I don't I don't know. It was weird about it. No, you're 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 not wrong. You're going to hear me complain about it. I'm sure I've already complained about it, but. I miss 2D animation. I miss the hand-drawn stuff. It's why I love Studio Ghibli so much because they they still have that quality to their their filmmaking. And CG can do wonders. There's no doubt about it. But there's something lost in what a computer does versus what hand-drawn animation does. And you'll hear me complain about that more as we get into the second Renaissance films. Mm-hmm. Um, but even th- even throughout the second Dark Age. I love all these references. Second Dark Age, <laughs> uh, second Renaissance, yeah. Um, it's a lot of seconds, guys. Uh, the, I don't think we'll yeah, ever get into a the, third. So, yeah, yeah the, the whales, um, I don't know, that, that 
it's in <laughs> that the, one that one if anything it gave you Steve Martin it gave it, you Steve it Martin gave you Steve, which I will say this I was unaware that there was going to be celebrities in this so when Steve Martin I had forgotten yeah when he yeah, shows up I'd... and starts being starts basically telling Steve Martin jokes you know like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when like when he gets when he gets the violin and he he flings the Ooh. the, the, the oh, bow across can I get another one of them stick things yeah <laughs> and 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 then oh, camera back on me camera back on me. And the camera's just like off into the orchestra at that point, and he's just <laughs> quietly talking. Just I'm like, oh, oh, I okay, that's a that was a nice little surprise. Like I, I wasn't expecting it. I thought he was the host of the whole thing. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. So when Quincy <laughs> Jones shows up after the whale one, I went, oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So Steve Martin's not going to be the main host in this. Oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, actually, going from in, from that to Quincy Jones introducing Rhapsody in Blue, loved Rhapsody in Blue. Okay, yeah, I this if there's, I guess it's telling what I'm. This gives a lot of how I feel about this movie. This is the reason to watch this movie. Yep. This Rhapsody in Blue section is such a a love letter to a, a, a different era of the world of animation. Uh, Al Hirschfeld's uh, caricatures yep. and um, uh, oh my God, Gershwin's uh, music. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, uh, Gosh, this is such an amazing piece, and the, this piece is is there is this the group of animators who worked on this ended up being part of Pixar. Like there, there's a there's a legacy happening just because of this short, right? Um, Which you can see for a short that was only spo- oh, wait, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I was just saying you can you can see that you can if you look in that art style you can tell that like the the, the fluidity of the characters the the fact that they were able to nail characterization again for people who don't ever talk no one opens up their mm-hmm. mouth. At least not to speak, yeah, to speak yeah. lines, um, but just the way that they move, the way that they hold themselves, the way that they act, uh, this, their expressions and and the synchro, you know the synchronization to it, and it's very very stylized because, like you said, it's it's the Hirschfeld anime uh, drawing uh, mm-hmm, characterization mm-hmm. style. It's very just not abstract, but just it, very just oh. bold stroke and like yep stylistic stylistic yeah, and, and and this this is the difference between the whale piece and this the Rhapsody in Blue. You would think the music was written for the animation, yeah. not, not vice versa, right? When you look at the whales, that music works well for the visualization for the most part. But I don't know if you can, re- if off the top of your head, you can remember how the music ends versus the visuals we see. There's a, it doesn't quite mesh with Rhapsody in Blue. It meshes every step of the way. It's, just, ah, it's such a, I love this sequence so much. This is such a, a fun sequence and. Um, it just works perfectly. This this is what the like I said. This is the reason to watch. I mean, hell, you can find it on YouTube, like Jeff said. Yeah, because that's that's exactly how I know I've seen it, and I wasn't even aware that it was part of this film until now. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it 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 yeah. was it was it was a nice pleasant surprise. Yeah, the if if uh, I mean to to talk to even go one step further, to, I'm talking about the stylistic nature of it and how the music and the visuals uh, mesh. This is a technical achievement. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. It was only intended to be like two two minutes long. It's like twelve minutes long. <laughs> it's a long. It's it actually went on longer than I expected it to go on, but I was still yeah. okay with it while watching it. Yeah. Uh, the the illustrator or the animator who came up with this idea got the blessing of Al Hirschfeld to do this in his style and presented it to him on his like ninety sixth birthday. Jeez. Oh, uh, so he got to actually see. The, the his his style come to life the way it did but this this is amazing the 
the end sequence to Rhapsody in Blue contains so many different colors, over 200 individual colors on the screen at one time, that the Caps uh, digital animation system that they that they used to render out the movie, mm-hmm. it was so hard to chug, chug, chug this out that it delayed <laughs> it delayed production of Tarzan. That's how <laughs> <laughs> hey, this this machine's working its ass off so hard. It's delaying another production. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's that's insane because I mean it it just oh I don't know I I I I couldn't even begin to try to figure out how they processed that sequence like how they just mm-hmm. how how they how they made that come together because it just it it looked so amazing it looked so awesome yeah that and it I, and it I, looked I, so I, it actually it actually looked flawless considering how mm-hmm. technically amazing and over the top it was not over the top in a bad way just over the top in in a crazy very yeah done way it's a very tech very technically demanding segment of this film and and uh yeah this it's funny because the second third it's the third piece and i'm like oh this is the best part of the movie yep yep (laughs) but i i will agree um I, i i will say this though the the next the the next handful of shorts are all they all have their good merits like they all have merits that are that are <laughs> worth noting. Um, I do love my Rhapsody in Blue, but I <laughs> did find I did find there was one other one that I liked just a wee bit more. Uh, oh, okay. it is it is not well, the next one. Let's keep going in order. It's okay. it's not the next yeah. one. So so well, what was next? So next uh, after we had a nice little moment of Bette Midler coming out there and talking to us. Oh yes. Um, I don't. <laughs> I have a note. Hold on. I have a note here about Bette Midler. <laughs> well, Why is she standing like that? <laughs> Can you do you do you remember how she was standing? She's got her, like both hands on one hip. That's and right. And she's like staying perfectly still. And, and occasionally like, she gestures, but then she puts her hand back on her. Why is she standing like, she, like that? It looks like she's trying to find so the most weird. awkward pose possible, and that's how she stood the entire time. <laughs> you know, I'm almost wondering if the cinematographer for that scene worked for Sears Portrait. <laughs> All right, now put your put your hand on your hip. That's good. That's good. Now put your other hand on your hip. Yep. That's good. Now I want you to kind of just turn your shoulders, but don't move your head. Yes. Okay, good. Smile. Now smile. Smile. And action. <laughs> What? <laughs> so Bette Miller. So uh, Bette Miller. Which, which, she so then she, that led us into uh, piano concerto number two, which was from mm-hmm. what I what I was reading about was that Disney had always been trying to adapt. Basically, it's a it's um, it's kind of the Han Christian Andersen fairy tales um, that you know stuff that he had kind of written you know, at his time. And one of the things was like the tin soldier and, and just kind of that, yes, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of, it felt very, to me, it felt very like nutcracker ish, like the nutcracker. Oh yes. You know, yeah, where it's yeah, like tin soldiers, ballerina ballerinas. Yep. yep. And, and like mm-hmm. the evil jester, uh, Jack in the box character. And, <laughs> and, and this sequence looked very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. it used, it, it definitely used and relied on CG for the, uh, tin soldier and the nutcracker or uh, on the, um, Ah, <laughs> Jack the, the Jack in the Box, <laughs> and even I would go as far as saying the ballerina is CG as well. I think all three of our main characters are CG. Yeah, she looked very rotoscopy too. Right, um, and that was that's why I, the, I was a little confused. Was I'm like, was she? She? I wonder if she wasn't um, like motion, like mocapped. Right, because that was Maybe a thing. That. that was a thing at this point <laughs> because they mocapped artists for uh, Attack of the, or sorry, for Phantom Menace. In ninety nine, um, yeah. so like they they did it was a thing that had already been out for a while, and I wondered if maybe they didn't do that for her because because 
this is one of those times where like the CG gave the characters a plasticky look, but it was fitting because mm-hmm. they're all toys. Yes, you know? yeah. And you said you liked you liked this segment. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. It's, it's still not my favorite no, one, okay. but I did. I kind of I I dug it. I liked it. I thought it was the mm-hmm. biggest biggest coincidence in the world that 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 dang tin soldier <laughs> that, that gets eaten by the fish, <laughs> caught by the fisherman, and then sold back to the person who who lives in the same dang house as that is that mm-hmm. that totally soldier was from. Yeah, yeah. I was like a little convenience. Yeah, I'm sure. a little um, a little convenient, but at the same time, I, I did I did kind of I did kind of like this one. Uh, yeah, it was kind it's, of it's it was kind sweet. of just nice and very yeah, sweet. It was very yeah. much so. Well, something I took note of was that the just uh, see I, now I'm calling him the Jack in the Box <laughs> looks very much like a Disney villain we'd get today. Yes. The, the animation, the, the, the characteristics in his facial, facial features, uh, he looked very, I don't know, I mean, as uh, Moana will be our most recent film as we're recording this, and so Frozen era, uh, he looked like a Disney villain of the most recent film. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Which is, which, that's, so, a good, that's, a, that's a good point, that's a good point. It's, it's crazy how, yeah, uh, yeah. how, like, it's like, oh, well, this is 15 years earlier, 18 years earlier, then they were kind of already designing what we were eventually going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, after Tin Soldier, we have Mr. James Earl Jones himself. Oh, yes. I actually like this bit. So it's worth mentioning again, there's way more hu- humor in this whole thing. They really gave Bits to all to pretty much all the people who come up on screen yep. between Steve Martin and James Earl Jones. I like James Earl Jones a little bit here, where he like is building up this fan, like this epic, epic thing, and he's like flamingo with a yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't do a James Earl Jones. Jeff, Jeff, do you do a James Earl Jones? I, I, I do not, unfortunately. I used to. Okay, uh, right. the, 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 no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, it's too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. Ah. No, I, uh, I, I cannot. Uh, I cannot do my James Earl Jones. Yeah, I, I do like this short though. This is very Pixar-y. This it is the one. Very much like, yeah. and this is my favorite. Oh yeah! All right, cool. I mean, it's and you said how long is it? It's like two. minutes? It's two minutes. It's under two minutes. Like, which when yeah. it ended, I it, I was legitimately surprised. I went, "It's done." Wait, what? Because we I just more. Well, yeah, I, I, a I wanted more, and B we just came off of the the last one, and the last one uh, was eight minutes long. So to to, to follow mm-hmm. or seven and a half. So to follow it up with something that's just under two, it's very kind of just jarring because you're like, oh oh, oh, we're done. Okay, and we're on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this is the one I like because, and I'm not going to lie, my notes originally said the hand-drawn animation is fantastic. Yes. It's all CG. Oh, really? Yes. That's, that makes me, see, that, that's, that's where CG thrives because though I will say I miss the, the quality of 2D animation, you have animators who, who, who try to blend those classic styles. Uh, Tangled is a great example of that, and we'll get to that down the road, mm-hmm. of mixing hand-drawn style uh, with with a CG style. And Pixar has done that for a couple of their films um, as well. The Flamingos, I would have sworn, were hand-drawn. That is spectacular. The segment is, uh, and I'm quoting online, the segment was produced with CG and 6,000 uh-huh. watercolor paintings. Wow! So it's like watercolor paintings mixed with CGI to form the final look. Hey, uh, how long should we make this uh, six thousand uh, <laughs> animated hand drawn uh, watercolor? How how sh- how long should this song be? Can it be twenty five seconds? I don't want it to go any more than twenty five seconds. That's already a lot of frames. 
<laughs> Can I just let's leave it under two minutes, please? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Good thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, this segment. This uh, segment was my favorite. I loved the. I loved the humor in it. I loved the simplicity mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. it. That it literally just follows those what six flamingos or five flamingos yeah. or seven, <laughs> however many there are. Like I love it. Uh, I love the music. With the yo-yo. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, I love. I just. I love the 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 motion in it. I loved the animation in it. I just. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I love at the end when he comes back with like twelve yo-yos. <laughs> that just see that just yes, I, it made me laugh and it made me smile and I went, no, oh, I like this one. This one's good. Yeah, but like you said, it that, is very reminiscent of what it's reminiscent of like a Pixar short. This this could have mm-hmm, very well mm-hmm. been like. Um, Oh, what's the one with the birds? Is it just birds? The birds? For 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 the birds. For the birds? Like, it's very reminiscent yeah. of that. It feels like it would have been a little three-minute short before another Pixar film that Pixar decided yeah. to make. And I'm completely okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I really, I really like that segment as well because of the, and what I thought was hand-drawn, so, you know, I, <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I mean, it, it, it is a lot of it is watercolor painting, so it's possible that you know because you're still getting that real, that real drawn you know or painted look that's mixed with the CG. Um, yeah, I do, I like the the it's that Looney Tunes that kinetic that kinetic comedy. Looney Tunes. I like that a lot. That's the yeah. style. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. sir. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I'm like, there's it's, something about that, it that I like, and I just couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> It's that really kinetic, slapsticky, and it, that's another example of the music going perfectly with the imagery in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the one we just had before? This was the Tin Soldier. Yep. Actually, the Tin Soldier worked really well for for the animation as well. I guess the Whales one is the only one I'm, <laughs> I'm being kind of mean about. Well, right. the Whales one I'm just I'm um, confused about too because I, I just I don't I don't know what happens <laughs> in that one. That one's almost a little too strangely abstract because it's like the whales are. Flow, they're they're swimming and then they're flying and then the baby whale gets caught inside the ice cave and then the baby whale <laughs> finds its way out and then the whales all go up into the clouds and then they go to what looks like an explosion it, in heaven it, and Jeff, maybe they die. Jeff, you're broken. I think Jeff, they, you're I, broke. I, my eyes are broke. my eyes are crossed. They all went to they, the the blue whales went extinct. It's our fault. I think that's what we're trying to say. Got it. Ugh. Yeah. Stupid Disney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know you know Jeff something that I I hate about sequels. Is that they just repeat, like the like sequels just repeat what was successful in the first one. I know, right? I know. And yeah, and and so the segment we got next was the Sorcerer's Apprentice two, Ugh. and it really just felt like the exact same thing we saw last time. They, right? they like, rehashed that it. mouse didn't. The mouse, Mickey didn't learn anything. I could, I can totally understand oh, why Yensid is angry oh, here but, because that mouse did it again. Jeff, TC, TC, TC. What? 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 I think it was the, the I think it was the same one. I think what, they just what? reused it. What? Why would they no. do what that that now I must be yeah. wrong. They must have <laughs> they must have just redrawn the whole thing, right? In four by three. <laughs> of course. Yeah, in four by three. So we got the Sorcerer's Apprentice comes next and uh they they remastered it because there's a little it's a little crisper yep. than the they cleaned up the the cells on it. Um and it's the it is the one thing people can off the cuff name from the first Fantasia yeah. is Mickey in the blue hats 
the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Which, um, and then this this does keep with the original concept of Fantasia that it's going to, you know, there'll be some things that are the same, some things that are new. I mean, granted, they yeah. literally threw yeah. away everything else, you know, but <laughs> I, but I guess you could argue like, well, okay, so the, the Tin Soldier one was a concept that Walt had been trying to do before he even made Snow White. Like, it was something he wanted to do. They just never, he never got to it. So you yeah. could argue like, well, the ideas are things that had been in the works for decades. They just never got around <laughs> to doing it. But uh, I mean, I, I did like the. I, I mean, I kind of liked the Penn and Teller intro, though. I would yes, be like, yeah. and I like, I like Penn and Teller. I've seen them live. I've, I've, I've got to meet them. They were great people, um, and mm-hmm. I love their magic and I love their humor. But at the same time, I'm like, that segment's actually a little too much for kids like <laughs> if there's I, if, I, if there's anything bad in this one you know like whereas fantasia one had nudity and a demon, demon and a demon <laughs> demon boobs in it basically uh this yeah. one this one was just this sequence was there the the, the pen and teller opening because teller chops his hand off at one point <laughs> yes i know hey, it's it a, was all it's all it's all magic yeah but still, it's like a kid at first is not going to understand what the big angry man is shouting <laughs> about. <Yeah. laughs> That's the thing with Penn and Teller. I like Penn and Teller too. I really like uh, their their uh, specials that they do. Their show, mm-hmm. which uh, will we'll remain nameless on this PG podcast. Yes, I know which one you're talking um, about. <laughs> BS, TC. The thing, BS. The, the thing. <laughs> the thing is, they are live performers, yeah. and they do not translate well to the screen. No. and where that segment probably. W- I don't remember it one way or the other, but in theaters would work really well because it's more of a theater experience. Watching it at home and having him yell at me through the TV, <laughs> it felt kind of... it. Of all the, the segments, again, I like Penn & Teller, it felt out of place. Right. And, of course, there's the, the little bit of their uh, you know ch- uh, maiming that's occurring in here. <laughs> but um, I understand why they're the ones that in- introduced this one, because it's about the sort of, it's about magic, so, of course, you're going to yeah, yeah. get Penn & Teller to show up, because in 2000, what other magician was popular or well-known anymore? Because David Copperfield had left, and Lance Burton was just yeah. doing a bajillion shows in Vegas, and we still hadn't yeah. had Chris Angel mind freak. Chris, uh, you know what? Pet... Pendulette looks like a lady I know. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry for that lady. Uh, <laughs> question mark. Moving on. Moving on. Well, uh, I don't know why. I do not know. I do not know why I felt compelled to just say that out loud. <laughs> oh. I'm just looking at a picture of it because I brought it up real quick. I'm looking and I'm like, it just dawned on me. I know lady looks I know like Pendulette. Like this, we'll leave her. Hey, <laughs> hey, you look like Pendulette. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Before, ma'am. Be- okay. Before or a- after the operation? That's the real thing I'm confused about. So let's move on. You know, uh, you know what I noticed in this one, what, Jeff? What? The I I because we had we returned back to Mickey and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it was nice to see it. It was you know it's nice to return to it. It is mm-hmm. a classic piece of Disney. The I really paid attention to the broom this time. Okay. Right, because Mickey Mickey is the the he's red and blue. He's the bright shining piece of this whole segment but i actually really f- paid attention to the brooms animation okay and even going so far as i made a note of the hands on the broom are so well done <laughs> there's these stubby little he has these stubby little fat fingers and this and his arms are like rail thin with the knobby little elbows right and really just taking the time to appreciate the other aspects of the sorcerer's apprentice it was nice to return to it to, <laughs> to have that kind of refresher of of 
that that bygone era yeah. of 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 the Walt era. Well, and, it, and you can really tell how far Disney's come in the sixty years between the original Fantasia and this Fantasia, because you just you look at the art style, you look at the design, the animation, the mm-hmm. the quality mm-hmm. of the animation. Uh, no, it's not not a slight on the the forties or even the modern day one. You could just you can see a visual change in, in just how yeah, things are yeah. done and. You know the four by three aspect ratio. Sorry, that means nothing. Uh, but just, <laughs> just the, the you could see this how much it, how far they've come, and it was nice in that instance to to reflect yeah, upon yeah. the history of of Disney. But um, th- but uh, then we move from Mickey to Donald, who now he just maintains the record of the Disney character who has been in the most feature films. <laughs> That's true, uh, as a, as an actual role, because yes, Disney uh, Bambi's mom keeps showing up and getting murdered <laughs> and getting but, murdered by every but, uh, hunter in the Disney universe. <laughs> I, I will but Donald again, right? He's in another one. I will, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about when I came to the intro piece for this one, because this is the one where Mickey's running around trying to find Donald. I Donald, I liked Donald. I liked the segue that they did though because they used mm-hmm. the end of the sorcerer's apprentice from the original Fantasia where Mickey runs up and thanks the conductor. Yes, that's right. And, and that's the sequence from Fantasia and then he runs down the stairs and we cut to this wide shot of the hall where Mickey's running mm-hmm. from the distance where you see the outline of the conductor standing in silhouette. In the yeah, distance. really, yes. And, that is such a neat moment. Yeah, and runs over to the new conductor. And that moment I liked. I liked them bridging the gap and and mm-hmm. and basically playing off of this concept that it's all in the same world. Like, we're, like that, that the original Fantasia one is taking place in the same time as this Fantasia. Like, it's all, like, that conductor is still down there. He's still alive. He's still, <laughs> he's still, you know, they just completed, you know, just finished score, or conducting Fantasia, the original one. And, and this is just continuing mm-hmm. the story. Like, I kind of, I, I dug that little bit of, of filmmaking That's, that yeah, they did. Yeah. But, and then uh, we, we, we get to, to see, hear Donald showering. Yes. And then also get to see him uh, bathing later. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of nude Donald, if you will. Uh, nude, nude Donald. Nude Donald. <laughs> I like the one thing I did like. I mean, I like that. Da 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 nude duck. <laughs> da, da, hashtag da nude duck. Hashtag da nude duck. D o n n u d e or d o n u d e. We'll take either one and of them. I don't guys. want people to be confused. N u d e. All right, people. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I, I like this one. At the same time, like, so my, my initial my initial vibe, especially at the start of it, was I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting a very strong Lion King vibe going on with this one. Because <laughs> when, when that it opens up, I'm like, no. <laughs> It's just the sweeping <laughs> mountains and all of these animals, beautifully drawn. This whole sequence is gorgeous mm-hmm. looking. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you, though, I wanted your personal opinion because Disney, like uh, this is, I mean, it, it's it's the story of Noah's Ark, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. a fairly biblical story. Do you th- <laughs> yeah, do, yeah, do pretty, you think pretty biblical? Just pretty Jeff, biblical, pretty you know. Biblical. <laughs> um, do you think that's weird in 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 a Disney movie? Because Disney doesn't tend to hit upon like strong religious beliefs, or or uh, you don't know about the Illuminati conspiracy in Disney movies, Jeff. <laughs> All right, you need to get your head out of the clouds. All right, so buckle in. It's time for us to pull back the curtain. All right, All right welcome, Jeff. Welcome, Jeff, welcome. let me tell you about Disney's conspiracy <laughs> theory with the Illuminati. All right. 
This is the Illuminati. <laughs> this is the Illuminati hour. Nah, not much different than the Katzenberg minute, uh, in case you guys are wondering. So let's buckle down and watch. Oh man! And go. The, the duck. <laughs> Let me tell you about the duck. All right. How do I feel about Disney? What was the question? It was about Disney's just, religion. Just like the, well, I mean, I mean, like the fact that like like Disney hasn't really dabbled a, t- a ton I'm, and trust me I know that there yeah, are there are yeah. references there's bits and pieces there are things that are, can right, be a little that more John, Johnny Johnny Appleseed oh, right was, you know, the Lord is good to me right like I, I almost um, like that was probably one of the last big ones wasn't it that we've we've kind of stumbled across yeah they don't they there's reference to God and country and um, I suppose uh, King Arthur and uh, I believe Sleeping Beauty there's there's like t- casual references to religious beliefs and whatnot this is the a very blatant biblical story that they've they've brought to life here right. Um, I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. I just, just just for the record, I want right, to right, right, right. I'm not it's, like offended yeah. because they did a biblical story. Like no, no, no. It's it's no, of course not. It's just a, it's, it's like just it's weird, and it's kind of it's like wow. I wonder why they chose to do that. Like why was it this story? Yeah. Um. I like pop and Cir- circumstance is the song they chose for this. It's more commonly known as the graduation song. Right. Uh, and to this uh, this is another one of those I don't quite think the music suits the animation or the story they're trying to tell i don't hate it i just it doesn't quite mesh like other segments we've discussed Mm -hmm. um as far as them doing a religious piece like this there's nothing inherently religion about religious about what occurs right in in the segment so it's a very safe version of of a plane with a biblical story i mean if you want to go to dreamworks so i guess we're bringing katzenberg into the Yay. conversation again we can't go an episode without bringing katzenberg into it now <laughs> at this point guys <laughs> yeah yeah uh prince of egypt was one of the first uh dreamworks animation films and that's that is a straight up old testament movie that came out in 1998 so two years earlier and that is the story of moses and the ten commandments and uh a, a very blatantly religious <laughs> film um there's something it's it's more accessible it's safer to 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 skirt the religious aspects of it and uh, i i i enjoyed this little arc actually you know i i arc. felt some love for for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> deliberate danude duck okay um hashtag danude but when <laughs> when when Donald and Daisy find each other at the end, I have a little. It's a little. It you know, warms my heart a little bit. My little, not the golden heart. That there's too many puns. Jeff. There's a lot What's of. Happening? There's a lot of puns and a lot of hearts oh and gosh. a lot of things. I think I had too much sugar today because like I cannot complete a thought <laughs> to save my life. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Boy. We don't have to go any further than that. I just wanted to kind of generally know your <laughs> your thoughts about it because that was that was the only thing that kind of that that, that pulled me out of it for a split second was because I know like Mike Disney doesn't tackle that sort of thing because really they mm-hmm. they want to they want to keep themselves as as open to as many people as possible and and if you start if you start focusing on one particular religion that can very well pigeonhole you into a certain spot throughout the whole world where there are many different types of beliefs and such. Yeah. So yeah. that was the only reason why I, I even questioned it. Even, But like you said, I, and I, I, I agree with that. I mean, the, the, the plot, the point of the story, really, <laughs> really, it is what Titanic, it's what the movie Titanic did to the singing of <laughs> Titanic because it's it's a love story set against 
Noah's Ark. <laughs> Whereas, right. like, Titanic, we know how the story ends. Yeah, right. we know it's a bunch of animals that get on the boat and they go somewhere and the the flooding ceases and it recedes and then they all just get off and they move on. It's like we all know how Titanic ends. It's just that there's the love story set across it. Uh, it's <laughs> there, it's very much is... so that. Yeah, and there is some. F- it is very much. There's 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 some fun bits in this. There's I love Donald's a great character oh, because yeah. he has so much personality without opening his mouth again, without ever uttering a word. Yep. Uh, but there's some fun little bits. I like that that those two little mice keep constantly being at threat of predators <laughs> uh, over the course of the few minutes this exists. I like the bit where Donald's. Uh, when Donald's running out of the ark once they've made land, and he does a like a double take at a couple of actual ducks leaving the ark. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's just a fun little like ah, real ducks, and, and he's a Donald duck, <laughs> and he's a Donald duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I it, it was it it was it was it was well drawn. It was very well animated, and I I like that we we kind of hit back into that world where um the 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 human character you really don't see what they look like. Uh, you, right, know, you get like glimpses of Noah, but never like a clear look at him. Right, right. It's it's that kind of fallback to the the old school uh, Disney animation style of just keeping mm-hmm, below mm-hmm. the waist. They, that the humans aren't important. They're important enough to further the plot, but not important enough for you to actually see what they look like. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. I'm good with that. Like, and I like <laughs> it had the nice little happy ending. My biggest complaint was how long were they on that freaking boat? And you're telling me Daisy and Donald never crossed <laughs> paths. I mean, I know they had moments where they just missed so, each other, but but are you telling me yeah. that happened for however many days and nights that flood happened? Well, 40 days Was it 40? and 40, 40 nights. I wanted to say I that, but sh- I, I didn't want to, in case I was wrong. <laughs> so which was which was more contrived? The fact that the fish ate the tin soldier and magically got him back to the house he came from? Or the fact that for 40 days and 40 nights, Daisy and Donald did not cross paths once? Look, I'll, I'll, I'll buy the fact that maybe that arc is just huge, okay? And maybe they were just always on different floors. And mm, mm, Okay, okay. The, the fish eating the tin soldier, the, the tin soldier falling out of the window, landing in the water, going down the drain, into the water, getting eaten by the fish, picked up by the fish, sold in the market. That is too unbelievable, ooh, guys. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we we go from uh, seeing our classic Donald Duck uh, drawn in the classic style from the 40s. Yep. Uh, they ha- he had been updated after the fact, but they animated him to the 1940s style. But going from one classic animated character, we go to our final presenter, who is a legend unto herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Angela. Is she, a dame? is she Dame Angela Lansbury? Oh, that's a good point. I don't actually know yeah. if she is. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, I could look it up. Uh, <laughs> There's no way to know. There's no way There's to know. No way if we only know. we if only we had a way uh, of looking it up. Yeah. She's still alive, which is insane. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> she's 92 uh, Angela... years old. <laughs> oh, oh no! I know. I started it, didn't I? <laughs> uh, Angela Lansbury introduces the final segment, which is uh, the Firebird, um, and this. Uh, I'm. I have. I actually have a theory about this section. Okay. I'm wondering, what did you just think in general of this final segment? It's the, it's uh, uh, the spirit of spring being brought to life, uh, brought, uh, waking up from her hibernation to spread spring across the land, and the evil firebird, the the volcano erupts and destroys all her work and nearly destroys her, and uh, only for her to come return and bring bring life back to the land. How did you feel about this segment? So I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty. Um, I thought it was well mm-hmm. animated, and I liked the 
Uh, I was trying to find like the actual term for it, but I, I liked the characterization of things, especially Disney, because Disney's really good at doing this. But I liked, mm-hmm. excuse me, the characterization of things that don't normally have like a character to them, like the fact that the lava right, was yeah, characterized yeah. as this like bird, <laughs> this big like evil, like almost like I pictured like a hawk or or something, just a bad like uh-huh. a big you know, bad bird, basically, that was just attacking <laughs> big, bad bird. big bad bird, uh, which is the sequel to Follow That Bird from Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> I could, the second one's always the darkest it's chapter. It's always the darkest Jeff. chapter. It's when Big Bird finds out his dad is actually Oscar the Grouch. Really big tongue twister there. Uh, anyways, the... <laughs> <laughs> then Oscar chops oh, off. Oh no, that's not true. That's impossible. And then Oscar chops off the arm of Big Bird that's just attached to the string <laughs> that doesn't actually move because Carol Sweeney. I wasn't using that. I wasn't using that arm anyway. I can't do a Big Bird. I was like, I was gonna just run into it and see if I could do it, but I couldn't. Oh, I do that. I do that a lot. I, I tried doing that with James Earl Jones earlier. Wah, wah. It was just blah, 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 nothing. I can't. Anyways, uh, like I, I like that they. I, I love that characterization. I love that they they gave mm. a character to to spring you know into like to like like being reborn in life having said yeah. that it does come off very much so like the whole nature driven disney that though you know like we're destroying our world and we're destroying our, you know, our <laughs> culture and it's like look at this stuff but but don't worry because nature will you know uh uh, uh nature will uh find a way um if you will uh but like nature well, comes back it doesn't matter why but it did come across a little and which I'm sure probably was the point. It came across very, I can't think of the actual term, but very just like, like, heal the world, mother nature things. Is it a bit, is it a bit preachy for you? Yeah, a is little it a bit. bit preachy for you? Actually, ironically, a yeah. little more preachy than the segment that was about the, a biblical story. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe this theory will help you. Okay. Uh, maybe find some appreciation for this this section here. Now, uh, overall, I will say, and especially because we're talking about the last piece, I can say this now. That first Fantasia, though I theorized that it was the story of life, right, mm-hmm. um, from from conception to death and beyond, there was no real connection to any of these right. films. Like I can't, I I couldn't. I actually was going out of my way to okay, can I can I find some cool way to to create a narrative to this whole piece, and I and I really couldn't. And uh, so the one theory that I I tried to find if anyone else. Online, I, I looked around on Reddit to see if I could find any Fantasia 2000 theories, and I uh, found a, I didn't really find any that there's there's one involving the the uh, the spirit of spring that it might be Tafiti from Moana, uh, which mm-hmm. I guess, right. but how how did how did she get to Hawaii? Yeah, <laughs> um, but my theory deals with the stag mm-hmm. that brings the spirit of spring. I think I know where you're going with this. The world. Could the stag be the prince of the forest? Mm-hmm. Could the stag be Bambi or Bambi's descendants? And that is why this the the prince of the forest is so important in the world of Bambi. Yep. Why it wasn't just like oh the prince is the young prince has been born in Bambi. It's like holy cow this is the this is the the um, the successor to the the. This, the this, the the king of the forest, the spirit of the forest, who's going to lead us and and bring spring about. Like I'm giving Bambi more power than he probably deserves. But, <laughs> but no, I could there could there be something to that? I was right there with you with it because that was I I had, I had my two notes on it on this particular piece, and the second one was: Is the deer Bambi's dad, or is that Bambi grown up? Now yeah. there is there is kind of. Um, 
uh, an analogy of the mountain exploding. It, it kind of looked a little bit like uh, St. Mount Helen or Helena. Uh, 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 Mount St. Helen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, uh, in Washington. In Washington. So. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that blew up. When was that? That was back in what? The 70s? 80s? <laughs> Sorry. I'm there's no way to know. There's Jeff. no way to know. Also, by the way, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, she's a dame. Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry. I had to look that up because nobody knows. Um, no. So St. Mount Helens. That uh, um, oh, I guess the last eruption Mount, was in 2008, but it's been Mount 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 Saint Helens. I yes. just don't want anyone to be correcting you in the comments. Correct, Mount Saint Helens. <laughs> people tweeting at you. Not Saint Mount Helens, uh, um, but uh, like it, it, it kind of resembled that mountain after it had exploded, and like there. So a part of me is kind of curious to know if I, oh, I wow, I'm, I just I just brought up a picture of it. This is that looks exactly like the mountain, right? So please continue. So like please now, continue. I'm wondering if because of that i'm wondering if this is not the story of uh of mount st helens and if that's Mm -hmm. the case then i would see that is i i would be on board with that being bambi it's a grown-up bambi like bambi because bambi lives for a long you know maybe they i wouldn't be surprised if if they you know because it's the prince of the forest if if these particular stags live for a long time before they Mm -hmm. before they they die or so yeah. I would be Some I wouldn't sort be surprised of, uh, if it's Bambi of mystical ability uh, and also uh, this uh, spirit of the the spirit of spring is a new entry into the wizard's duel. I don't know how to handle her. But. <laughs> uh, what is she going to do? She's just going to make things green. <laughs> do I have to add Bambi to the wizard's duel now? <laughs> that Oh my, that'd be so interesting. Uh you're like what is it? And okay, going up with the first round is Bambi versus Maleficent, well, Bambi's dead, so moving on to round two. Uh, and just <laughs> it's like, what's Bambi gonna do? He's uh, just gonna lead uh, the, the the spirit of the, the spring to Maleficent, and that, that's it. That's all he does. He's gonna breathe. He's gonna breathe hot breath on you. Hot, hot, hot deer breath. Hot on deer you. breath. Oh, I love hot deer Stag breath. Stag breath. Hot deer breath so Jeff, sounds like a is, bad beer that somebody would make. A craft beer. Anyways, yes, you were asking. Can I, can I get a hot deer breath? <laughs> In a chilled glass, please. Uh, um, would you? Okay, so we often ask this of our of the films, especially from mm-hmm. this library. Is this something you'd sit a kid down in front of? Is it, who's this? Who's this for? Who's the audience for this? This see, it's tough, and I feel like we 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 might have dabbled on this one, especially for the first one. I think we talked about that too. I don't mm-hmm. think I would sit a kid down in front of this, just because yeah. there's nothing. Excuse me. There's nothing to it that would keep their attention. Yeah, I mean the flamingos, the flamingos. or Rhapsody in Blue, uh, the Donald section. Like those three, they have enough animated quality to them that I think you could hold their attention as a short. Right, but, but Rhapsody in Blue in is general, so no. long. Rhapsody in Blue is so long. That's they're gonna uh, yeah, get bored it's... halfway through that. Going, is it over with yet? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, that's yeah. that's what I'd be worried about. I I would be worried that there's there's not enough to keep their attention. Even even with mm-hmm. the 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 celebrities. Well, and then look at the celebrities that are between each piece. How many kids yeah, know pretty... who those people are? Who what's what's a bet Midler? Right. Like you could you could you could potentially be like, well, okay, well that woman did the voice of Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Like maybe mm-hmm. they'd get that. Or maybe. that guy is yeah. the voice of of Simba's dad in Lion King. But that's yeah, also but the, baking. How interesting is that? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay, and that's as far as they'll care about it. Yeah. I, this is Fantasia 2000. Honestly, I I firmly believe it is for people who grew up watching the original Fantasia, or just yeah, really like classical yeah. music. 
Maybe. Yeah, I, the, the music of this is great. The music's I, great. I don't, I don't think we, we didn't discuss that enough. I think that all the tracks on here, my, there might be more, there might be, eh, I think it might be even with Fantasia, but I, the music in this is great. I Look, the, the original Fantasia, I feel, is a study of animation. It's a, it's a study of technique. It's a study of, of imagination and how to, to bring things to life from from your mind to the screen and present it to a, an audience. I don't feel like this one is ambitious enough Mm-mm. to even be considered that in art student respects. Uh, if if you'll indulge me for a minute, I actually went, uh, I have a little, little uh, anecdote. I went and saw this artist um, in Southern California. He's this very, very famous urban artist, and this guy's name is Gronk, all right? Okay. Um, As in, like, the Gronk I, do- I, I, droids from Star Wars? <laughs> G-R-O-N-K, Gronk, right? Um, and I, I was... I was I went to it. Um, I went with someone to go see it. I wasn't. In, I didn't like seek this out. I just went to see this guy because of a friend. And uh, you want to talk about pretension? Holy cow! This guy was so far up his own. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was uh, initially brought on to Fantasia 2000 to work on Fantasia 2000 to be one of the his and his art style was going to be used for a segment. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember if he said which segment it was going to be. And his art is very street. It's very graffiti, yeah. which is neat. I, I, I would, I, it might be interesting to see some song brought to life with graffiti in this, in this artist's style. But he was in the middle of development, and he decided to, to walk away. He said, I don't want to. You, can't, you, can't, I, you, you are compromising the integrity of my art. I mean... How far do you get into a process before suddenly you're being compromised? <laughs> well, well, Jeff, I'll tell you, they asked Mr. Gronk <laughs> to use the color purple. And that was the line. That was he it. He said, I will, I will not do this, Disney. You will not make me... Con-. The, the story just blew my mind. Because to have the opportunity to be plucked... Honestly, how many street urban artists are a household name. Yeah, this exactly. guy was plucked from obscurity by Walt Disney Studios to say, we want your art style to be in the next Fantasia. You say yes. Yes. I don't care if purple isn't your color. Yep. For the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and I, I've always, personally, I've always lived by that motto too. I'm like, like I, hey, I have a lot of respect for my own artwork. I like my style. I like yeah. what I do. But if somebody like Lucasfilm or Pixar or Disney came and went, we want you to design a poster, but we do have some guidelines. I am not the yeah. type of person that is so into my own <laughs> self to go, no, thank you. I don't need your work. I'd be like, I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe what do you want me to do? I'm I'll completely change everything about what I do if that makes me get more work from you guys and where I can get to work with you more often. <laughs> like, shut up. Stop being so pretentious and just suck it up and I, don't look a gift uh, horse in the mouth. Don't eat the apples right? before they hatch. So, yeah, he told don't that count story. your chickens before they're rocks. I don't know what the phrases are. Just do it. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, everyone in the room listening to this this what, this artist talk was like, "Oh wow, you you had such integrity." And I'm in the back row going, "What?" <laughs> I didn't. Obviously, I was respectful. I was polite. But in my head, I'm going, "You fool! You fool! <laughs> Disney, you... I'll use purple. <laughs> I draw cartoons, Disney. I will draw your cartoons. I'll do I whatever will... <laughs> you want, please." <laughs> 
Oh, oh boy. That's, so that's I, well. Just for anybody, the, anybody who of, might be listening you know, to this episode, there is a ver. I I found a piece of artwork uh, of mm-hmm. Mr. Gronk, uh, mm-hmm, and it will mm-hmm. be on the Ghost Hat page for this episode under yeah, just uh, just <laughs> below there, just so you can kind of. It's it's a sample of one of his pieces. Uh, it's a piece okay, called okay. Flipside, and you can currently buy mm-hmm. it for eighteen hundred dollars, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's an eleven and a half by seventeen and a half piece of paper. Sorry, it's on wood. It's on wood. My apologies, guys. I, it's on wood. Yeah, it's on wood. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, of the Fantasia movies, how do you rank? See, now, I, you might be able to rank them better than me, but because I haven't seen the other 1,998 uh, of them. I've only seen the two. But you, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, you've seen... All the Fantasia Guys, movies. Guys, I sat down for 16 years and I watched every yeah. single one of these Fantasia movies. And let me tell you, <laughs> you thought the Rocky series drew on after a couple of them? Man, Woo! this just gets oh, boy. tedious. They do classical <laughs> pieces of music that I have never even heard of. <laughs> Sometimes oh, the animation, just a black screen with a little white bouncing ball. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Fantasia 2000 is so good. What, did, what about the other 900? Like, obviously, means. I'm so good. There's anyone out there who's like. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are joking. Just letting you know that uh, TC was what is joking. Wrong with me? <laughs> I am, what is Jeff? I am. I am off the rails today. You know what? No, it is no. okay, TC. It is okay. So let me <laughs> let me do. I want to. I want to ask you a, a real quick question, though. I want to know mm-hmm. because we kind of briefly talked about this at the beginning, and it's not the question I think yeah. you thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm going to do that <laughs> yeah. one of these days. But um, yeah. of all the movies that we have watched now. <laughs> is it? Is you? Are you asking me? Um, <laughs> you know what? No, I, so those, I I do have a quick legitimate question. Do you think they'll okay, ever do okay. do you think they will ever do another one of these? That that is my legitimate <sighs> question. Do you think they will ever make another Fantasia? It was 60 years between the first one and the second one, which I know we mm-hmm. brought up, and this one obviously this one did not do Basically, this one just broke even at, at most. Yeah, yeah. Do you think this is something that they will revisit um, maybe in 2040 for the original one's 100th anniversary? Uh, or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, I know, right? That's It's crazy to think that that's really only <laughs> in, what, 33 years? Like, like wow. we'll be around to see the 100th anniversary of Fantasia, <laughs> which scares the crap out of me. Um, I, <laughs> but yeah, do you think I, they will? I think... I think they will. I think they'll find a way to to do another Fantasia. In in it, yeah, I do. I do think that they'll find another way to do it, and um, I, I think they'll probably figure out a way to do it better. Okay. Um, because a, a lot of the fallacies in Fantasia two thousand are the ambition isn't there. The the celebrities they chose are not. Who I think the celebrities were a problem. I would rather hear from the the conductors mm-hmm. and the musicians, which we do get. I would rather hear from them presenting the music because it should be about the music right. and the visualization of the music, not the "Hey, look who we got!" Right, right. It it shouldn't it shouldn't be about that. which easily um, dates so, the film, like almost the media. I mean, yes. like I know a oh, lot yeah. of those celebrities are still around doing stuff, but it's like, oh, this is obviously a product of the '90s, early 2000s. Just based upon who's in it as celebrities, 
Yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I do think that. How about you? Do you think they'll do another one of these I, down the road? I would like them to, but like you were, I, 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 I would want them to put enough space between it. Like originally I went, do you think they'll do it in like 2060? So it's like every 60 years they do another Fantasia. <laughs> but then I realized that that would have passed the 100th anniversary of the original one. And that's when they should do it. They should really yeah. do it on the 100th anniversary. And and I think <laughs> knowing Disney and knowing the giant just, just entity it's becoming, I think in like another 20, you know, 25, you know, another 30 years or so, they'll start production on another Fantasia for release on its 100th anniversary. <laughs> like I, I, it, I completely it won't be- believe that. It won't be orchestration. They will pick pop hits um, from <laughs> all across the eras. God, that would be Britney Spears <laughs> will come out of retirement to record a brand new song. She'll be, I don't well, know, 75 no, no, years old. It's, but It's Disney, so it'll be Christina Aguilera doing Genie in a Bottle. That's true. Or With the resurrected the voice spin, of Robin the, Williams. The spin doctor's doing Two, uh, two Princes. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, Jeff. Let's brainstorm here. Um, How many other... Uh... Prince doing a song? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Good. Who else can we get here? We can... Uh, okay. <laughs> now get out of here. <laughs> no, get we'll stop. We'll stop with that. Get out of here. All right, so I want to... Real quick, before we go to the last little bits and pieces of this week's episode, I do want to say there mm. is a trope. There's two tropes in this one, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Believe it or okay. not. What do we get? Number one, what do we get? the villain falls to his death. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. The Jack, the Jack in the Box, in box falls to his yeah. death and into fire, which I got so happy when I saw that. I went, oh, trope. Uh, also, the perpetually barefoot protagonist, because Donald doesn't wear any shoes. Oh, I don't know. That's pushing it there, Jeff. No, that it is, is not. It. No, it is not. That duck has fins or flippers or whatever those things are they are not they have no shoes on those things <laughs> all right so that's all i have for that all right so oh let's um we can move on we can move on to uh any comments and questions on the facebooks and social media all right okay i mean do you do you want to rank it i mean we could oh do we could that do that right quick. now yeah so uh so tc i will of all the ah! of all the of all the <laughs> you asked me you asked me i'll go first okay. um i I don't feel compelled to watch this again. Yep. I there was nothing about this that I I'm putting this at the bottom. This is under Pocahontas. Ooh. I, I, I know that's I, I actually think you're probably gonna put it above Pocahontas. That's my guess. <laughs> there's no sense in me guessing you're about to tell me. But when it comes down to it that there there's just nothing really I love the Rhapsody in Blue section, mm-hmm. but I can just watch that. I like the Flamingo section, yep. but I can just watch that. You don't need to watch the whole even thing. The original, even the original Fantasia, you can put it on as background music. You can be engaged in the imagery as well. Mm-hmm. But there's the celebrity sequences in Fantasia 2000 are distracting. And just in the in the big picture things, this was a misstep. And, and it, there's nothing truly classic about this film. Uh, Pocahontas has some good music and it has some good animation and um, at the very least that puts it above above this. So I don't hate this movie. I don't want to. I don't want to come across with any sort of Jungle Bookisms. Mm. Uh, shut up! <laughs> you sh- you shut your mouth, sir. <laughs> but in, in the big picture things, in the big picture things. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm gonna put this at the bottom. All right. Yeah, so this is, is your number eight. About, this is your number uh, yeah. eight. Um, How about you, Jeff? Well. I am going to put it directly above Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, okay. <laughs> I will just say this. I'm going to say this right now. Okay. 
Um, originally, originally, when I first thought about it yesterday, it was my number six. And I put it, ab- it above, above Hercules as well. Hercules. Whoa. Because when it came down to it, I'm like, which one would I watch again? And uh, that okay. teeter, that was my initial thought. But I said, and I'm thinking, ah, you know what? I still like Hades. That character is still yeah. funny. It's still <laughs> enjoyable. And I'm like, no, yeah. I liked Hades more than, again, I for the exact same, I, my sentiments, TC's, what TC said, my sentiments exactly. I love the Rhapsody in Blue. I love the, the the Flamingo one. But that's not enough to save this one for me. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I would watch Hercules before I'd watch this again. But I would definitely watch this before I watch Pocahontas again. I'm so sorry <laughs> for any of the Pocahontas lovers out there. I just, I can't. I just, the tree came to life. I don't. There was no other magic in that movie. I don't get it. Uh, I know that's my thing. I always harp on. It's not the only reason why I didn't like that movie, but it was just, it was just, yeah. This one, this definitely, this is my number. Uh, this is my number seven. Seven. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, well, I I am curious to to hear what people have to say just in reaction of what we've discussed here, and I, and uh, uh, and we'll move on to this uh, this l- the latter half of the the end of the episode here. But uh, if you do want to hit up facebook.com slash top shelf pod, we do throw up the episode before we record. So if you want us to talk about anything, do it there. Otherwise, after the episode goes up, whether it's on Ghost Hat, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you might be listening to this, hit up the Facebook page. Uh, and let us know what you think of of what we've discussed, what you think of the movie, or you can Twitter paid at us. I'm at TC's Big Head. Jeff is at Random Bell. What? what? And we do, we <laughs> do have some comments. I have two tweets, and there's a bit of a there's a few comments in the comment section that I'm gonna that I'd be happy to look over. Jeff, do you have any comments this week? Um, nothing, nothing off the top of my head. I did not find any. Okay. Sorry. All right, well, uh, Wyatt says Fantasia 2000 strikes me as a film that had so much potential, but because of the creative team uh, was obviously not on the same page as the 1940s opus, it feels like it has the appeal, uh, it has to appeal to the masses as opposed to being another monumental art piece. I do like the Firebird Suite and Rhapsody in Blue, but I'm just happy I own the soundtrack because that's what really sets this movie apart for him. I appreciate it as it is because Roy E. Disney's love letter, it was a love letter to his uncle Walt, but it lacks the boundless, uh, bound, uh, boldness of the original film. I think we're all on the same page yep. here, Wyatt. Yep, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Uh, he did He did offer us a question, which is a question he actually asked us in the first Fantasia. Is there any piece of classic music that you would love to see represented in a Fantasia? What would it be? I know there were plans to uh, for Ride of the Valkyrie and Claire de Lune, which I will share, and he, he shares it. And I believe he shared it the first uh, when we watched the first Fantasia. This is such an on-the-spot question. I know. Because, <laughs> uh, how, how about this, Jeff? I'm going to pitch you a Fantasia, right? Okay, okay. Where, now now this would be, there'd be a lot of uh, literal um, visualizations that would happen, but what I would pitch is a John Williams Fantasia. Oh. Or, and, and uh, he's, I mean, John Williams does concerts all the time. They put visualizations from Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, um, Harry Potter. They put that up on the screen while the orchestra is playing and he's conducting, mm-hmm. I'd like to see an animated version of a John Williams Fantasia where you don't necessarily see a, a game of Quidditch, but you see a snitch flying around and shadows on brooms and more abstract realizations of 
the enormity of John Williams's library. Right. I would I would watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> that would that would be fat, especially done in that style. And and you know and then do do what they did with this one or what they did with both Fantasias. Each piece is in a different style. It's by a different creative team, yes. by a different artist. So it's yes. different interpretations. One might be realistic. One might be or quote unquote realistic. One might be CG. Mm-hmm. One might be hand drawn. One might be the Hirschfeld style. You know, one could be yeah. just give it to a bunch of different types of animators and styles, and then just let it let it go. Let it let let your imaginations run with each of these pieces. Yeah. That would that, be fascinating. That would be that would be a Fantasia I would be on on board for. So no now Wyatt, that's not exactly a strictly a piece of music, but that would be my pitch for a Fantasia like movie that I could definitely sit through. See, and that might be a fascinating <laughs> series of Fantasias. Like pick a handful of different film composers over the years. Like Hans Zimmer. Like Hans Zimmer, or... you could pull him. Honestly, you'd have to do a Danny Elfman one eventually. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. We're all oh. on. But like a James, James Horner would be fantastic because he made some beautiful. Yep. James yep. Newton Howard would be a great one. I know these are a lot more modern ones. But you could go back. Mm-hmm. Go pull Bernard Herman. You know, dude who did Psycho and North by North, like Hitchcock's <laughs> films. That would be a brilliant, like, yep, like yep. Fantasia. Series, yeah. Just do a series. of it, And it, it could literally just be Fantasia, John Williams. You know, like Fantasia, mm-hmm. Bernard Herrmann. Like you could do those those just series and pick composers and animate pieces to their music. That would be fantastic. I'd watch the <laughs> crap out of that. <laughs> All right, I've sold I've sold the idea, everyone. Disney, call me. I know you listen to this podcast. They do, um, <laughs> and uh, that'll be Fantasia number two thousand and twenty six. Uh, two thousand twenty six. Yep. So so the, we got we got Jeff. Two, they have nineteen. 19- 98 more films to make. Okay. Oh, man, they have so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Edwards says, I think Rhapsody in Blue segment is a perfect match between music and animation. Unfortunately, other than that and the Sorcerer's Apprentice segment, this film left no impact on me as a kid. Zach, again, again. I think we're all on the same page yeah. here. <laughs> it's nice to know that like, we're not alone. We weren't alone in, in, in the thoughts. We weren't alone in, in the feelings. Yeah, That's yeah. like, this was fine, but it just, it's not the same as the original mm-hmm. one. And, and, and yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to know that because sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I feel weird about my ranking of some of these movies, but it's nice <laughs> to know it'd be like everyone else is like, no, yeah, this was kind of just meh. Validation, <laughs> yes, my validation, yes, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do have I do have a couple tweets. Oh, I actually just just got a third tweet while we're sitting here oh. um, from our from our good old pal Dig 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 Hi Ho. Yay! Hold on, let me just read it real quick. Okay. <laughs> I actually have an answer for this one. Oh. I, okay. I have an answer for this one. Jeff, Jeff, of all the pieces in Fantasia 2000, do you feel any of them could be features? Ooh. Mm. Um, well, I, I'll let you, I'll give you a moment. Go ahead, digest it. What do you think? The Tin Soldier, the Spirit of, of Spring. <clears throat> the Tin Soldier is the one that I feel like could be a Pixar movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's the one. Like, and I, 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 okay, it could be a Disney movie. I guess I could say that, but it, it, mm-hmm. it is the one where I feel like that is a story because that's a, it's, it's, it'd be a story about you know he falls in love with this girl, the girl is kept, so it's still <laughs> like a prince and like princess and you know mm-hmm. evil like king type method, you know, storyline. But then he gets knocked yeah, out yeah. the window. It's a little bit like Toy Story. He gets knocked out the window. <laughs> And uh, like has to like be he befriends the real world as he makes his way back to the home in order to save mm-hmm. her before they get married or before whatever happens. Yeah. Like it's very that is that one I can see that one that one I can see as being a feature length film. Now would that be good? Right. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends who makes it's it, right? It's true. Very well, true. Jeff, there already is a feature based on one of these shorts. Really? And I, I feel like people have failed to remember this. I know you forgot, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I know the listeners forgot. So I need to remind all of you that Disney made a Sorcerer's Apprentice starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you have waited... 11 months to bring that thing back up again, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) You forgot. You forgot, and I needed to remind you. (laughs) Nicolas Cage, Jay Baruchel, Disney's The Sorcerer's Apprentice. That is a real thing, Jeff. You know, TC, (laughs) there are two types of people in this world. One, people who remember that movie, and two, all the people (laughs) trying to forget it existed. (laughs) TC, which one of those two are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm the first guy. I'm the I'm the only guy. <laughs> Even Jay Baruchel forgot he was in that yeah. movie. Like, oh, I like, forgot like I right was now in this he, film. He, he, oh God, what was, guys? I just I forgot I was in it, and I was just I was just sitting around, and all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, "Did someone just bring up my movie? What movie? Oh my God, I was in Sorcerer's Apprentice. Jeez, it's gonna be trending on his Twitter wall tomorrow or on Wednesday. Jay, <laughs> Jay, we should make a sequel. <laughs> no, 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 Jeff, you be Nick Cage. You be Nick. Oh, geez, Nick, I don't know if we should do this it sounds like a bad idea no it'd be a totally great idea i got a totally good idea we're just gonna go and it turns out on the inside of my hat is a map yeah. to the declaration oh. of independence all right jeez oh, all right well okay come on <laughs> i'll be a magician which are which all right i'll just work the <laughs> Thank you, everyone. That was uh, that was Jeff and TC Theater right there. I feel like we haven't done that in a long time. That was good. Uh, our, our, our other... Oh, man, I might have to animate that one. There's a... <laughs> Please do. We have one other tweet. We have one other tweet here. We have one other tweet. This, right. is, uh, this is actually this is from Kain Zezus, who says, uh, the broom death was the most violent thing she saw as a kid. Yeah. Probably, probably not, but it's still pretty violent. It's well, he just murder. He murdered a sentient broom. He murdered but a hey. sentient broom down the middle, like down, like like as if he chopped it into its head and just split it in twain. Well, I got a, I got a follow up tweet. She's tweeted twice. Uh, she, he straight up murdered that broom. Second tweet. Pretty quick karma, though. That's right. Drown in your guilt. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, I, I think it. what I, I think it. what Sorcerer's Apprentice, at least the Disney uh, animated one, yes. is telling us is that taking shortcuts often leads to more work. Yes, I think that's what it's saying. Yeah. You know what? And I I think that's that's a good takeaway. That's our takeaway. From <laughs> that's this a good. Movie. That's that is the lesson here, folks. <laughs> that's all I got, Jeff. Well, it's, that is all I got. That's all I have as well. So uh, <laughs> with that, TC. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's no, what we, what next we, week's movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I almost forgot what is that. it? What is it? All right. So next week we are hitting our. T- Two, our second of our trifecta of two films from the year 2000 on this list. Mm-hmm, uh, number mm-hmm. 39, we are only two movies away from the end of this 10 film series. Yes, uh, number 39 yes. is Dinosaur. Dinosaur. And not that and fun a- little television show from the early 90s. <laughs> not the mama. Not the not mama. The mama. Uh, but the, yeah, yeah. Si- the the singular CG animated film, which actually I believe will be our first full CG animated film on this list. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe. Like full CG? Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, but yes, so they, I've never seen Dinosaur. This one, I remember uh, it coming out, and I had no interest in seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to having a conversation with you and hearing the comments from our listeners about Dinosaur, but in particular about uh, Fantasia 2000, as we've just discussed Indeed. here. But Jeff, I think we did it. TC, we Another did it. Another one in the bank. Another long one, too. Holy cow. This one was off the rails. This one was off the rails. I, <laughs> I, take, I take full responsibility for the... The ridiculousness of this episode today it is all my fault. Just for the record, everybody, our episode is longer than the movie we talked about was. Than the movie. Yeah, we could I just looked at the timestamp. cited the movie note for note, and it would have been shorter than this episode. So this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do, everyone. I want you to play this while watching... Fantasia 2000. It was pretty much a commentary track, right? Just an extended, one of those commentary tracks that it's like, well, when do I start it? All right, well, they're still talking. The movie's been done with for 10 yeah. minutes, so what do I do? Yeah. Just start it over right now. It's like, okay, it's like, go back and watch Rhapsody in Blue. We got another 12 minutes. Like, Here we go. It's like Pink Floyd's The Wall with The Wizard of Oz. You just keep looping the movie or the soundtrack, whatever's, whatever's shorter. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you. Thank well, thank you, you TC, fun. for being here, and there we'll be right. back. Uh, well, so next week, uh, just to give everybody a heads up for what I'm recording this, next week is Christmas. I'm assuming we're not going to miss our schedule, but I we just have to figure out what schedules are going to be because when we normally record mm-hmm. this, it kind of falls on the holidays and I'm going to be gone for a little bit of the holidays. But we'll tr- definitely yeah. try to still get the episode out at least some point next week um, unless something we too major happens. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll let you guys know. So, yeah, cool. But, uh, All right, so uh, with that said, yeah. um, this was a podcast uh-huh. and we were the people who were talking extensively yeah. and, and this right here, mm-hmm. This is a sign off. Yeah, it is, buddy. Mm -hmm. Not the mama. (laughs) You know, you know, was that the United theme song? (laughs) You were gonna say something? No, that's good enough of an ending. No worries. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.